Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. An anthill smashed. The ants scatter everywhere. And they're stomped on as they flee. That is not too far off from the near future of humanity. Your Bible talks about cities laid waste, completely flattened and devastated, with no survivors. Obviously, this could have never happened at any point in history. Before the invention of the bomb and the many enhancements to nuclear weapons in these last however many decades. Only recently has it even become possible for these Bible prophecies about human annihilation to come true. Here is a quote from the late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong on his World Tomorrow radio broadcast titled God Will Intervene, clip one. In the first milliseconds after detonation, gamma radiation would kill everything within six miles. A fireball would consume everything within 280 square miles in 10 seconds, followed by a blast wave that would uh, flatten the remaining structures within four and one-half miles. That would include skyscrapers and anything within four and a half miles. Now further, fallout would be carried into uh, water supplies through streams, lakes, and other sources, rendering drinking water unfit for use. In short, society, as we know it today, would be erased from this earth. As a matter of fact, enough hydrogen bombs could erase all human life from this earth, every man, woman, and child, including you and me. And Bible prophecy says such a war is definitely coming, but it also says that God Almighty in heaven is going to intervene and stop it. And there is good news on beyond. That was Herbert W. Armstrong on his World Tomorrow radio broadcast titled God Will Intervene. That's pretty serious. It is extremely sobering to think about nuclear devastation, fallout, fireballs, radiation, a blast wave, mass contamination. Imagine if more than one of our most powerful nuclear weapons today were unleashed on the world. 
We have the capacity now to wipe out all life on this planet hundreds of times over. And the only thing stopping this from happening is God. However, God will not hold this back for very much longer. Even now, we can see the wolves circling, as you've probably seen written about and talked about at thetrumpet.com recently by Mr. Joel Hilliker. The wolves are circling. A shaken leaf is enough to scatter our nation of cowards. Just a leaf fluttering to the ground is enough to make the mighty superpower of America flee for our lives. What a disgrace that withdrawal from from Alf- that withdrawal from Afghanistan was less than a week ago. A terrorist organization in the Taliban that has absolutely no way to match our might. And yet we let them chase us away and humiliate us in front of the whole world. When the world superpower, the world policeman abdicates that responsibility, a bunch of Gentile beasts are ready to fill the void. Wolves, sharks, and they're hungry and they hate us. And you know they would use overwhelming force against us if they thought we couldn't fight back. Your Bible talks about cyber warfare. That is America's Achilles heel, as Philadelphia Trumpet Editor-in-Chief Gerald Flurry has warned about for decades. Your Bible talks about cities leveled. And only after our people turn against each other in civil war. You see, as our nation, as our people become distracted by differences with each other, as our people begin to hate each other more than focus on common enemies, we give our enemies a huge opening to strike. The prophet Ezekiel talks about our populations, the, the population of America, Britain, the Jewish nation, other modern descendants of ancient Israel, just being divided into thirds, really treated like cattle slaughtered, enslaved, displaced. Just alarming prophecies. Notice this, Joel 3, verses 9 and 10. 
proclaim you this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Isn't that what is happening today? Resources we have sent to other nations being turned into weapons of war. Nations we have helped for decades turning on us. This prophecy is about betrayal. It is about the weak, the Gentiles, who would have no chance to defeat us unless we gave them a chance, becoming strong. Filling the power void. Here's another quote from Mr. Armstrong's World Tomorrow broadcast. God will intervene. You know, I read this prophecy many, many years ago. When I was up in Portland, Oregon, before I came to Pasadena to start Ambassador College. At that time, I saw whole train loads of scrap iron going toward Portland, Oregon, where they were loaded on ships and shipped off to Japan. And I said at that time, I said, all that metal is going to be melted and is going to come back on us. And it did in World War II. I saw this back before World War II, and those things did come, and they did beat their... The scrap iron going was the plowshares and the pruning hooks, and they were beaten into weapons of war, and it actually happened, and it's happening now again in a greater way. Again, that was... Mr. Armstrong on the World Tomorrow broadcast. What foresight Mr. Armstrong possessed. What a deep understanding of human nature he had. To know that people in general do not deal with each other in good faith. People are always looking to take advantage of each other. To take kindness for weakness. To turn gifts into weapons used against the givers. Mr. Armstrong saw that coming when we shipped all that iron over to Japan. Japan was not very nice to us in World War II. They bombed the U.S. into the war by killing thousands at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Some gratitude that was for all of the resources we sent over there. Do you really think this couldn't happen again? The nations we defend, the nations we protect, having absolutely no gratitude and pouncing on us the second we expose ourselves and show our weakness. Joel 3 verse 13 says, Put you in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the fats overflow. For their wickedness is great. Mr. Armstrong commented that Our wickedness is ripe. And God is going to reap it and throw it away. 
But first, we are going to suffer for, for our national sins. We're going to suffer for the crippling weakness that would allow a ragtag group of disorganized terrorists to kick us out of Afghanistan. We will pay for caving in to such a puny terrorist force because of our deadly immorality, our lack of courage to do the right thing, to follow through on our objective for being there in the first place, which was to crush every large terrorist group in the world. Afghanistan just being a starting point for that. Because we didn't follow through, because of our unwillingness to use our power for good, to punish those who attacked us on 9-11, we're just going to suffer even more. Our nations lead the world in filth. We export the most vile so-called entertainment. We take pride in, shall we say, less traditional forms of family and relationships, romantic relationships, sexual relationships. And as these families break down, our children turn into criminals. Our cities become uninhabitable jungles where the law isn't upheld. The most wicked, cowardly people become our leaders, and that's all because of the sins of the people. Our wickedness is ripe, and God is going to plow it deep. He is going to reap it. He is going to pile up our overflowing sins and debase us in front of everybody and correct us hard. But then when our people change, he's also going to quickly forgive. He will remove those sins from us as far as East is from West. That is the hope in all of this. God will intervene. As Mr. Armstrong said, God himself will stop the carnage. Now, yes, many millions of people are doomed. Countless people will perish in the coming trouble, in the correction that is descending upon our nations. But God takes the long view, and so should we. Here today in the Philadelphia Church of God, we warn about that correction, but we also point to the glorious dawn, the sunrise after this time of darkness. We point to the wonderful world tomorrow when those who survive the great tribulation and the day of the Lord, that three and a half year combined period of suffering will be healed physically, mentally rehabilitated. They will be loved and sheltered so they can recover from the trauma they experienced. Humans 
turned into God beings will help them and teach them the right way to live, the way to peace, the only way to avoid turning pruning hooks into spears again. The only way to avoid reverting back to our favorite pastime as a human race of war, the God family will teach these survivors for 1,000 years and the entire earth will be rebuilt. That's all God's plan, God's love for us. God himself will stop the suffering. He will never punish us more than we need. That's true individually and collectively. God punishes the exact amount that each one of us needs so that we will change our minds and change the way we live. Matthew 24, starting in verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. The time ahead is going to be bad. It will be unprecedented. It will be like that crushed anthill and all those ants scurrying away. And yet they can't escape that stomping foot. We puny human beings will have no escape from what is coming if we don't obey God now before it happens. I mean, there are passages in the, in the Bible that talk about people praying for rocks to fall on them and end their misery. And yet the relief never comes. The suffering will, will last as long as it has to for each individual. Matthew 24, verse 22, though. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved alive. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Jesus Christ himself will come back. God himself will intervene. The suffering will be cut short. It will not lead to the extermination of all human life from the planet. But the earth will shake. The sky will go dark. The punishments will come one after another relentlessly. First, the people who had a history with God, these nations of Israel, America, Britain, Canada, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, the English-speaking peoples primarily, they will suffer first and the most along with those who were in God's one true church and rebelled. But then you see in God's plan, everyone has to receive correction. No one is totally above reproach. Germany will punish our nations, but then Germany will be punished by Russia and China. Germany will also punish radical Islam led by Iran before, they, before Germany gets punished. 
And when Russia and China is in the process of prevailing over Germany, then those two powers, the, the Far East and Germany, will turn on Christ as he returns. Everyone is going to be punished and put in their place. We will all realize our complete foolishness and incapability to lead ourselves. We will realize that God's law is supreme. God's law is love. It is the only way out of the suffering. That's the kind of hope that we need. As we see the wolves circling today, the punishments mounting to the point of getting completely out of control, our problems cannot be solved by human minds. God has to intervene. God will intervene. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.